pickaxe. Uh, let's go around the table and introduce everybody. I'm Jason. I'm the DM. Going around the table, we've got Danielle. Hi, I'm Danielle. I play a drow rogue named Trixie. And Eric. Hey, I'm Eric Tyson, whatever the fuck my name is. I'm Galford, the no Morlock. <laughs> uh, Tyson's my middle name, and lots of people call me that, and I've always kind of used that online. But I know. I know. I know. It's just Alana calls me by my stupid first name, and so do the people at work. Because I, I, I hate my first name so much. <laughs> I'm I'm what? sorry. Mm. I've always hated my first name, dude. I, 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 I had planned on changing it to Tyson at some point. I just never got around to it. You could have told me that like 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> hey, in 20 years. Oh, <laughs> you guys never used my real name like in high school. Anyways, <laughs> I had too many nicknames. We all did. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, James. Hi, I'm James. I play Dagon, the Eladrin Scion. And Brian. Hey guys, it's Brian. I play the Mulrun priest named Rikus. And Alana. Hey, I'm Alana. I'm an elf named Braneth. Uh, and she's got waitress voice tonight. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say I've got sexy phlegm, but no, it's nothing sexy about my voice today at all. So That should get for shacking up with a teeth wing. Horrible woman. You know... Allegedly. That's Allegedly. a rumor. That's a vicious rumor. My client did not have sex with that tiefling. <laughs> we, we got no emails that uh, said they were disappointed, really. So that's that's something. I thought there'd be more of those, but that didn't happen. So, hey. we put that up to be, like, the second coming of Jesus. Because that's what we do. We say we're going to do one thing and then do another. <laughs> that's what we do on DNR. Okay, so to recap, you guys have accomplished some pretty big shit. Uh, you are now running one of the houses in Brightport, which means you control 33% of the trade decisions within the city. Uh, that also means that you have a steady, uh, a steady flow of income. Now, depending on your decisions uh, throughout the next few sessions or, or, or going forward, um, that number is going to increase or decrease. Um, it, it all depends on what you'd like to do going forward, uh, who you hire, who you associate with, what deals you make, what you decide to trade in, and all those good things. So um, I guess we should pick up the the next morning after you guys uh, you, you guys spent your first night in... Well, it's House Dragon Keep now, huh? I keep wanting to call it House Darkspain. Um, That's right. So you guys uh, wake up, and uh, I guess you're going to uh, reconvene at, uh, somewhere in the house? Where, where would you guys like to meet up? We could go to that dining room. Totally could. Um, all of you are going to smell uh, food cooking. So the staff has obviously been busy uh, making some kind of breakfast for you guys. I'm going to eat that breakfast. Uh, Valis is going to uh, open the door to Baranis' room, and uh, he's uh, he's still kind of putting his armor on. Like, he, he obviously took some amount of clothing off the night before. Uh, but, like, he's... he's, <laughs> he, he's <laughs> <laughs> wow! Uh, I'll stop. Uh, he's getting his his, uh, his his sword back on and everything like that. He's kind of uh, suiting up, as it were. Um, I guess is everyone coming down for breakfast? Sure. I thought we were eating breakfast. Okay. Yeah, I'll get dressed and come down for breakfast. Okay. Um. So I guess we got a lot of stuff to talk about, eh? 
you guys have tons to decision, uh, tons of decisions to make. Um, David's going to meet you all. Like he's he's going to kind of enter the room after he sees that you've all kind of uh, woken up and and you're getting your shit together. Uh, he's good morning. Morning. Hey, good morning, David. Morning. Uh, how did you all sleep? Oh, I feel like I haven't slept in years until last night. Well, that's 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 good to hear that you all have some rest. Um, we have a lot of things to talk about. Uh, you said you had interest in setting up a meeting with the other houses. Well, is it... Am I right? I think you said that there's a meeting scheduled for <clears throat> about ten days from now? That's nine days now, but yes. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess i got to figure out uh, how we're going to approach this meeting and um, exactly what we plan on discussing, how we're going to deal with these two other houses. Um, Reek is in between shoveling bits of food into his mouth just kind of looks up and says uh, that we really need to make sure that we have everything clear and to the point um, like David had said before they're going to smell blood in the water and especially given the fact our numbers may not be the highest uh, out of all the houses we really need to make sure that they don't see us as an enemy but more of a uh, more of an ally compared to how uh, Theramac ran the house before well, I think the revelations we've found out about Carter will certainly help us in discussing with the other houses how to move forward. Uh, is that a card we want to play right away? It may not be the first card we play out of our hand, but it might end up being a card that we get dealt, if you know what I'm saying. That was kind of a weird, deep thing, but it, it, it's going to be something that I think in the long run we'll need to bring up. It will be valuable to bring up, because honestly... Um, that's going to be the big thing because we can definitely get overtaken real quick just given uh, the little bits of information we know about the other houses. It's going to be real easy for us to lose our mind real quickly against them. Well, we just need to make them understand that there's threats out there that are much bigger than us. And we should probably start with on a call because if the ghouls continue to march, they'll be in Brightport in no time if they got out of the city. Yeah, that's going to be a big problem. Um... So, I mean, how do we want to present ourselves to them? Like, what do we have to offer them? Well, I mean, what we can offer them is, is you know, if we're inconveniencing them, I mean, which we haven't, but we could propose it that way, that, uh, you know, a, a percentage of our, of our trade funds for a transition period may help placate them if they're motivated by greed. Maybe we need to find out a bit more about what each house wants. We don't really know anything about them. Um, well, maybe if they David want, if they want money, us. yeah, if they want money, it's very easy. We could offer them a little bit of money, basically lay it out for them, and try and get them on board that there are threats out there uh, that we've done them the favor of alerting them to, and um, proposing that Bright, a united Brightport after this transition period uh, defend itself. <sighs> yeah. Um, David's going to speak up. I'm busy collecting all the information I can on the other houses. Um, while I'm doing that, some basic questions, just to get us started. What do you plan on trading in? Uh, our main import-export has been herbs, potions, that sort of thing. Is that something you wish to continue, or do you wish to diversify, or cut yes, that out I, entirely? I would say we continue. I mean... We can. We need to keep the house running as opposed to modifying the business, basically. If, if you have existing contacts and it's business as usual, 
I think we can put our trust in you there. I don't know if I speak for the group. Well, I, it's been working so far. It makes sense to continue with that. I like, there's, there's obviously uh, an economy for it. Oh, there's, there's quite an economy for it. That's never been a problem. Um, point number two, the house is obviously, obviously going to be going through some changes within the next couple of months. Um, would you like me to get some extra contractors in here, make some renovations, changes to the decor? Um, you know, it probably wouldn't be a bad idea. I'd be okay with that picture of Thermac taken down from the parlor. That we can handle today, actually. I'll, I'll, I'll get some, <laughs> I'll get some get, of the staff on that. Could we get, like, those bodies exhumed in that graveyard removed from the premises? It's a little disturbing. That will take longer, but yes, we we can. Sure. Though I will tell you that, in my experience, it's come in handy that we have an on-site graveyard. Hmm. Well, we don't plan on running the house that way. Fair enough. I'll... Let me work on that. I'll, I'll, I'll get some people on that. Right. Thank you. Um, I think we also have the issue of Tala's body disappearing. I don't even know where to begin investigating that. Well, well how confident are we that she was completely deceased when uh, after she transformed? I killed... I, I finished her off with the Shadow Claws, but uh, Rikus hit her quite firmly in the brain with his hammer. If she was completely... If, I mean, if her brain was destroyed, which is what we've seen, beheading, burning, or destroying the brain of these ghouls is one way to put them down for good. If we felt we dispatched her in the most appropriate way, then why do we need to find her body? Well, I mean, I'm I'm confident she was... She was dead, but I'm... I just find it really disconcerting that her body has disappeared. Well, there's lots of grave robbers in, in Brightport, and as we've seen with House Darkspane, lots of people doing strange experiments, so I, we don't have much use for her body, aside from any burial or sentimental value. If it was a grave robber, though, why would they take her body along with what possession she may have had still? Well, grave robbers usually like to take the body, and if they don't have to dig it up, bonus. Maybe this is something we could delegate to David. I can definitely look into it. It's it's a common practice in the dregs to rob the dead. Was she wearing anything valuable? Um, I think she had some armor. The clothing on her back, I think that was it. Well, I'll, I'll look into it and I'll see what I can find out. All right, thank you. Um, the business of Whitehedge, who is, who is taking care of that? Um, I think Vallis was interested in making a trip to Whitehedge. Yeah, Vallis is gonna, Vallis is gonna step forward. And, uh, he's, he's just kind of grabbing fistfuls of food and shoving it into the sack. And, uh, it, it's clear he's pretty much getting ready to leave. Um, okay, um, I'm gonna get up and kind of kind of side next to him and say um, I hope you realize you're not going alone what do you mean this trip I don't want you to make this trip alone you don't you don't have to go with me I've been to White Hedge many times uh, I know I know I just don't feel right I don't with you doing this by yourself um, uh, he's kind of fumbly about it like he's just like he's <laughs> Sure, I'll 
uh, I'll rent a wagon and we'll we'll be off right away. Okay, good. It's settled then. Is that okay with the rest of you? Who's got the dice? I do. Can I borrow your dice? (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah, certainly. Who's got the chessboard? I think I've got the chessboard. Okay. (laughs) We might might play around with that. Yeah. Um, Well, first off, I'd I'd like to use these dice. Uh, Luckily, David told us how they work, so I'd like to ask them a question and say, is it... uh, should we be concerned about what happened to Tala's body? And then I'll roll the dice. Okay. Um, it it more reacts to um, <clears throat> like you have to ask it almost a yes or no question. Like is that like um, is this a good or bad thing? That kind of thing. So okay. If you could phrase it more in a yeah. Um. Uh. Is uh, Tala's missing body? Uh. You know, going to come back? to haunt us in any way. Uh, so Galford casts these two, uh, their, their D10s. So he casts them both and, uh, both of them come up, uh, Raven Talons, which is a bad sign. Well, there's our answer. I guess we do eventually need to find out what happened to it or burn it or destroy it entirely. If it's the threat. Okay. How often can I ask these dice a question? Once a day. Hmm. I should have asked them if, uh, the people in the elf will return. <laughs> I guess we won't know if the tiefling and the elf will return, but we'll see. Well, why wouldn't we return? We won't know unless we roll the dice. <laughs> um, so we'll let you know tomorrow. But, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll let you know what your odds are when you're. Are they fucking well. dead? Roll the dice. <laughs> <laughs> Double talons. All right, guys, loot the room. <laughs> we need a new elf. We, um. So Ballas is going to uh, leave the room, and uh, he's going to go find a wagon to rent to go to White Edge. Um, uh, good. I'm, I'm kind of want to pull Galford aside for just a quick chat. Um, Galford, I wonder if I could ask a favor of you. Uh, make it quick, because I'd really like to get back to reading some of Theramax's things. Um, could I please have Katie's dagger? Why? Um, well, Valis and I are going into Whitehedge for house business, obviously. We want to find out more about why our incoming shipments are being sabotaged. Um, there's a bit of a personal trip, um, about it as well. Um, and we want to, um, give Katie's dagger back to Katie's mother. Her mother lives in Whitehedge? Yeah. Uh, very well, you can you can take it, but tell the tiefling to not let his bleeding heart sentimental quest take too long. We've got pressing matters back here, and I'll hand it over. Thank you. <laughs> if, her, um, if her family is not there or, or her parents happen to be already deceased, I'd like that back, though. Certainly. Um... <clears throat> Dave is going to leave the room for a few minutes, and uh, he's, he's going to talk to the staff about hiring... Um, uh, hiring more contractors, things like that. Is there anything you guys would like to do uh, before uh, before I advance this just a little bit? Anything you uh, guys want to talk about? I'm just going to head off towards the library and uh, grab some more of Theramax ledgers and uh, head down to his 
former personal quarters. I'm assuming he has a desk. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Guy could afford a desk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I want to head downstairs and just talk to Amara and let her know um, what's going on. Okay. Um, just to let her know that um, I'm going to be out of town for a short while, but that that I'll, we'll be back soon and that I've got someone working on creating um, an exit for her so that she can um, you know get out of uh, get out of that room uh, she's she seems really reassured by that when you when you kind of go in she's kind of curled up on the on the floor there's more than enough room for her to kind of stretch out and and be in that room but you imagine it's kind of cramped just like that's her existence like that's just that one room that that one place so it's got big, high vaulted ceilings and stuff, but I mean, it's it's still, you know, it's still a dragon. It's still cramped, and she's only getting bigger, so, you know. But yeah, she seems really uh, kind of reassured by that whole thing. All right. Uh, David's going to walk back in the room, and uh, Rikus is still in there, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, he's going to talk to Rikus. Uh, I'm sending some people to Durn Hollow now. Um, again, am I just trying to get as many people as as i can uh yeah within reason obviously we shouldn't spend our entire budget for whatever it's worth uh on it but uh dern hollow's my home and i know the people there and i know the individuals that you'll be looking at so i know that uh they are definitely trustworthy and hardworking. so um if we can shoot for at least five or so, that would give us a good starting point, and it would definitely help speed up stuff around the house. All right, um, I'll I'll send someone right, right away. Uh, in the meantime, um, I've just got word that we've hired several local bar patrons. They're not the most trustworthy, but they will work for coin, and they can at least guard doors, windows, that sort of thing. Oh, speaking of coin, is there um? Is there any, like, petty cash hanging out that I could um, maybe grab before Valis and I head out of town? Uh, sure, I can give you some per diem. How, how, much, how much did you need? I don't know. How much do I need? Just um, leave us enough for Chinese food. <laughs> <laughs> um, pay-per-view. So this, the way this works, let me, let me clue you guys in. The way this works is very much like a business. Like, you guys get... It, like the house is always generating some kind of income with trades, but you can't just walk in and take whatever is in the coffers. There has to be there 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 has to be some legitimacy to it. Like it, you can't just you know take whatever you want. So um, you guys get what essentially boils down to is an allowance, and then beyond that, there there is like petty cash and things like that you can you can tap into if it's especially if it's a business related trip. You're you're heading into White Hedge to to settle what happened to your shipment, so. Um, I'm just thinking if we need to, like, if I need to purchase supplies or, um, you know, buy us out of trouble or something, if I had, like, a bit of money, just, I'd feel better if we had a little bit of money, but um, I don't know how much to bring. Um, um, I'll, I'll tell you what, this is, this is a little much for the trip you're going on, but just in case you get into trouble, there's only two of you, uh, and he hands you uh, 3000 Hey, Gold. okay. Yeah. Um, okay, thank you. Uh, there is the matter of our friend downstairs. 
we can install a door where she'll be able to leave the house and and that that still leaves the problem of her being in the middle of the city loose is is there I know it's untimely and I'll look at Baranith uh, I know it's untimely and she's obviously been cooped up and we made the promise to her that we're going to allow her to freely run through the city but unless we meet with the houses before this big trade meeting I feel like we should probably wait and at least let the houses know or the town guard know that hey stuff has happened um, and we uh, are going to allow the dragon to run free and she knows not to cause any trouble as long as she's not provoked I feel like if we just loosely go, and you're free, make sure you come back before the lights, uh, uh, the street lights turn on. I feel like if we just let her out now, she's something bad is going to happen. I th- I think you're probably right that we need to at least notify the town guard or some kind of authority so that there isn't a citywide, you know, freak out that she's loose. Um, the door's going to take I mean, some time to construct yeah, this. Like, right now, this isn't really an issue because she's still indoors. It's going to be a while before mm-hmm. before she's outside. Um, but no, I, I do think you're right, and I think that's something we have to keep in mind. That's That would be something that we bring up with them during the meeting. Might be one of the first couple points to kind of break the ice. Do you think you have some control over it? Over, over Amara, the dragon? Yes. Um, I'm going to say control isn't quite the correct word. Um, no one controls a being like that. Um, for now, she's agreed to, to make this house her home. Uh, and I promised her access to the outside in time. Um, Could we not just create a space for her outside where the cemetery currently lies? That that could be done. It's a large enough area. Um, again, it's going. The entire process is going to take some time. I I can hire all the contractors we can get a hold of, but they only work at such a speed. Hmm. I just don't think letting her roam the city is such a good idea either. It's also going to be troubling for the city to see us exhume many corpses. Maybe we should just be planting a garden over the cemetery. I think uh, the movement of the graveyard might be something that we tailor towards the trade. Cause, uh, and I keep pushing a lot of that stuff back there. But if we, this is, and like David has said before, this is very much like a PR type of move where we really need to make calculated moves. Otherwise, people are going to get the wrong image. We really do want to change what this house was about before, and I feel like if we make the wrong move, we're going to get the wrong reaction from people. So I feel like maybe uh, uh, we might want to tailor the movement of the graveyard to a later time period when uh, we've talked to people and allowed them to be aware of it so they don't, don't just start seeing hundreds of bodies be moved. Well, let's start with today. What would you like me to do today? I can hear Alana coughing, so maybe give her a minute. <laughs> sure. There, you said there was a bunch of pictures of Theramac on the walls? Oh, yeah, the whole place is pretty much... He's okay. a pretty egotistical guy. Well, those can, those can come down first. Okay. 
like basic decorating and stuff. Just take that, like, oh, there's a severed ram's head, and here's, here's, there's this these stuffed tentacle things. I don't know what this is. Like, it's a lot of just spooky ooky shit. Anything that screams there, Mac. Okay. Burn. Gotcha. Yeah, I guess a good place to start would be, you know, it's a fresh coat of paint on this place, and um, and I guess getting the carpenters to work on a door for um, for Amara. I'll get everything ready. We can start today. That shouldn't be a problem at all. All right, David. Uh, I would I would like a room reserved for meditation as well. Uh, how large a space would you need? It doesn't have to be huge. Um, any 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 bedroom or anything will suffice. That's not a problem at all. I'll set aside something today. Thank you. Uh, if anyone has anything for David, uh, it, it, just speak up now or he's just going to go ahead and start taking care of some of this. No, I think I'm good. I think I've already left, so... <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> um... Uh, Vallis is back by the front door, uh, and uh, you hear uh, you hear a wagon pull up like before he enters. So he's obviously found uh, something to rent, and and you guys are pretty much ready to go. Um, Vallis is going to walk back into the house, and he's kind of scanning the room, uh, and it looks like he's looking for somebody, and he doesn't see them, and he's going to start uh, walking towards the back of the house. And he is looking for Galford. Oh, um, I'm going to kind of trot after him and say, Hey, um, are we ready to go? Yes, I I have to talk to the gnome real quick. Um, in regards to that, um, I have something for you. I'll pull out the, the dagger and, um, and show it to Valis. Uh, he kind of looks shocked, like, it, wow, okay. Okay, that was that was easy. He just gave it to you. Well, I I asked him for it, and yeah, he gave it to me. All right, then I guess we're on our way. Uh, and he kind of takes it from you and and uh, wraps it in this. Uh, he's got like this uh, this piece of leather, uh, and he's gonna wrap it up and uh, put it in his bag and head for the front door. Okay, and I'll follow him. Right, so uh, Baranath and Vallis are taking off, uh, making for the gates of Brightport. Um, I am going to advance this unless anyone has anything they'd like to do. <clears throat> uh, you had said that well, when we did a, um, I don't know if it was an Arcana check or something on Theramax's room, maybe a Perception check, uh, you had said that he had had a spell so that people couldn't see inside the house, and or see inside at least his personal quarters, and he sort of oh, yeah. had some other like you know, security shit, basically, that he had, um, uh, you know, cast on different areas of the house. I'd like to start digging in some books for that stuff. I want to see if I can get a little bit more magical security going. And if he's got any extra eyeballs, I would like to find them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, a lot of the, a lot of the eyeballs were destroyed, but there's, yeah, there's a couple still in the house. Um, uh, so basically you're just looking to reverse engineer that whole, that whole cloaking, uh, the uh, security spell, and what are you looking to spread that throughout the entire house, or just just their max quarters? Okay, okay, cool. Uh, so you're looking into that. Uh, what's Rikus doing? 
Rikus is just going to be kind of like scanning, kind of almost touring the rest of the house and the portions he hasn't seen before. This is probably the first time in a long time he's felt like he has a home. So um, being on the road and doing everything with the group, he he just wants to kind of, I don't know, reacquaint himself with the idea that this is somewhere that he can actually call home now. Okay. Uh, What about Trixie? I was going to do the same thing, just kind of walk around and look at everything. Just kind of get to know the place. Yep. Since we were, you know, busted up the front part, we might as well see what we haven't destroyed yet. <laughs> um, what about Dagon? Uh, Dagon is going to enjoy his breakfast. He feels, <laughs> feels a little settled right now, and uh, he's 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 done what he had to do in the library and all that, and uh, yeah, he's just resting. So. Um, of the people you didn't kill, uh, which which is few, I mean, pretty much everything that had a pulse and got in your way, you murdered. So, of the people you didn't kill, um, there's a fully functional staff for this place. I mean, there's there's people who clean and cook and the whole nine. So, um, I might suggest a shower or, or, or something like that. You can have your clothes cleaned. You can, I mean, the whole thing. Like, you, I mean... This is your place now to do with as you see fit, so get comfy. Um, It's probably not a bad idea, because we probably all still reek of blood and gore and and dungeon smell. Nature nature is my shower. (laughs) (laughs) Which means you smell. Yeah, Yeah. no, that was my subtle way of saying I smell. Right. I I, I mean, like, let's just just backtrack to where you guys were enslaved in Onacall, a hot desert city where you just... You professionally sweated, basically, for, for a week. Um, and then fighting your way through mobs of zombies, and then escaping that, and yeah. So, um, you smell. You all smell. So, um, <laughs> this is your subtle way of going, go take a no, shower. I, I'm throwing it out there. I did it for group one, too, just to, you know. So, let's advance this, like... Uh, Let's say let's say half a day. Let's 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 so this would be evening time now. Is everyone cool with that? Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh Phallus and Baranith are well on their way. Um you guys have uh you've got you guys have spent some time getting to know the place and kind of stretching your legs. Um and there's uh there's a knocking on your front door. Kind of kind of frantic. Oh, okay. So that's that's for the remainder of the party, if anyone wants to answer that. Of course, if you don't, there's a staff who will take care of it for you. I think the staff can get the door. <clears throat> I'm going to be near the staff, though, just because I'm curious. Like, I'm going to let the staff be there, but I'm just going to, like, stand there and be like, uh, who's at the door? <laughs> um, so this, this, uh, this elderly guy is going to answer the door for you. Uh, and you hear this uh, kind of squeaky voice on the other side of it. Uh, and the elderly guy is going to look for one of you, uh, and Rikus would be the first guy he sees. Uh, there's a small gnome to see you. I'll approach the door, uh, sighing deeply, and look uh, at the gnome. <laughs> uh, Gratic the Wanted is at your front door, and... Um, uh, he looks f- fucking frantic. Like, he looks really frazzled, just kind of... 
Hey, hey, um... Can, can I come in real quick? Like, now? I'll, uh, look at the elderly gentleman and just ask him if he can, uh, grab somebody else to come to the door. And then I'll look over at Gratic, uh, and just kind of, like, lean my body on the door frame, just kind of blocking the view inside of the house and just be like, oh, so, uh, what, what, what's, what's the problem there, Gratic? What, what's... What's got you so frantic? You, you're killing me here. Seriously, you're not going to let me inside? Can I come stalking in the room since I heard him or possibly heard him? Sure. Okay. So I'm just so now, standing there staring at him. <laughs> so now a crowd is forming. Like now, <laughs> And he's darting his eyes back and forth, constantly checking his back. Like there's something is up with him. Seriously, Gratic. you're not... Come Gratic. on. Gratic. You. I just can't... That'd be rude. I mean... You don't let somebody in your house unless they either tell you they're coming beforehand or kind of state their business. So what, what's got you? What's got your Jimmy saw rustled? Look, I know you think it's funny, and I know what you this little bit you're doing. It's, it's great. Seriously, I need to come inside. Then state your business. You guys screwed me over, and now I don't have any protection from Silverclaw. You know, I vaguely remember really needing to get out of a cage a while back. And I don't remember anyone helping me out. I vaguely remember giving you explosives. Which, and he, he kind of pans back to look at the, the, the front porch. I see you've used. I, I, I don't see where the problem is. I, you're, I, I just, I don't see wh- why I should feel sympathetic for you right now. You... It's very difficult for me to forgive someone to put that put me in in my group in my party into a position like you did. Um, he's going to make an athletics check to see if he can scurry past you, like <laughs> between your legs or something. Like, <laughs> what is that? What is that against? Um, that would be this is this is going to be against your reflex. So oh, <laughs> well, if it's any consolation, he's not very good. At I was going to say, Mister Potato Face. Um, 11. <laughs> I think that's the first time that anyone has ever, like, gone against Rikus's reflex and actually lost. <laughs> so he's going to try to scurry past your legs and just, just kind of bonk his head against your knees. And, oh, for God's sakes, come on! Can I yeah. kind of squeeze past him and do a perception check for outside? Sure, yeah. All right, so I got a plus 10. No, that's not me. Hold on. (laughs) I thought I had a 10. I was really excited. I have a 2. I'll still do it anyways. Okay, that's significantly less, but still. (laughs) I might be perceptive about something. This is a door. Shut up. It's a door. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Cookie. It's your fault. (laughs) Uh, That's an 8. Trixie looks outside and doesn't see anything that, that... uh, that Gratic might be running from. She doesn't really. She doesn't see anything out of the ordinary. There's passersby on the street and 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 stuff. There's a couple of people giving a glance at like who might be at House Darksbane's door, that kind of thing. But nothing, nothing, nothing seedy. Nothing, you know, impendingly violent. Where's uh, Galford? Where is Galford? You tell me. Oh, okay. Well, so I can enter at any time. Sure. All right. Um, okay, so I'm just gonna walk down. Galford's gonna walk down the hall and. Uh, hear Gradic's voice and um, see that Trixie and Rikus are blocking the door and just call over and say, is that Gradic? Is Gradic at our door, Rikus? 
Yeah, he is, and apparently we screwed him over. Well, let him in. Why would we turn away one of our fair citizens of Brightport? You know, now that we have the power to help someone, you know, maybe we should, uh, you know, be a good Samaritan for a fellow gnome. Come on, Rikas, let him in. Rikas is going to look over at Galford and, like, give him a really face, like you're going to be nice to this guy. And uh, he'll look over at Trixie a little bit. And unless, I mean, Trixie can obviously stand there, but Rikas isn't going to put much of a fight up and just... He'll go up to where his room was, and then, yeah, he'll just go up to his room uh, and uh, grab his uh, the lullaby and just kind of stand to the back as Gratic, uh assumingly walks in. Um, this, uh, Gratic doesn't walk in so much as just falls into the room and and just like immediately spins around and and shuts the door behind him and leans against it. Oh, thank God. I knew at least a gnome would have some kind of common decency. Of course. I mean, we've certainly had our differences, but, uh, you know, Brightport is our home now, so uh, we need to have good relations with the other houses, I guess. I assume you know a little bit about what's happened within these walls. Yeah, yeah I could take a guess. Yeah. Okay, you guys well, uh, did what you always do. You came in, you smashed shit. Am I correct? We smashed a lot of shit. <laughs> And uh, what's left is now our shit. Um, but would you like to come into the dining room and, and, you know, maybe have a glass of ale and uh, you and I can have a chat? And he's looking around the room like really shifty eyed like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Further in the house. That's good. That's good. Uh, let's keep away from the windows. All right. I'm going to shoot daggers at Galford and follow very closely behind Gratic. Um, Gratic's going to follow. <laughs> Gratic's going to follow Galford in the... Oh, this place looks like shit in the inside. Well, we're doing a little bit of remodeling, so uh, I'm sure there'll be a picture of me hanging over the fireplace in no time. Uh, so anyways, let's both cut to the chase. Why are you here? Why have you had a falling out with Silverclaw? Oh, well, that would be because of you. You remember how I said keep things subtle, keep things quiet, that, that kind of thing? I this... remember you telling us that the first day we entered the city. You're going to bring up the slavery thing again? Is it? I mean, really? We're not over this yeah. yet? You know, I agree with you, Gratic. I, I wanted this to be a, a stealth mission from the beginning, but I don't know. i got to give it to my comrades. It looks like smashing everything seems to be more lucrative than sneaking around. Although, speaking yeah. of sneaking around, I think my drow friend is going to join us. Trixie, are you going to join us as well, or is there anywhere else in the house you'd rather be? Oh, trust me. I'm not going anywhere. Very well. I'll join, too. Yeah, you know, the, the, the smashing thing worked real great for you. For just you, actually. I helped you guys out. I gave you supplies to raid this... this. God, what a shitty... Pl- Seriously, it's ugly in here. You really should fix this. But I gave you ammunition to come here. Silverclaw found out about it, and now I'm out. Which means I have no more protection. You might be surprised to learn this, but I deal with lots of shady people. Do tell I may have been involved in some business dealings where they ended up on the short end of the stick. And now, the only thing that was keeping them from killing me was Silverclaw. And now I'm not affiliated with a house, and that is a problem for us. I just want to roll insight on him. Good. Uh, oh shit, that's Brownus. Hang on. 17. 
Um, that that seems on the level to you. you you're not picking up anything. Um, the us part of that sentence is a little suspicious, but like other than that, like it seems pretty much on the level. All right, Gratic. Um, we're going through some transitions as well, but uh, and I'm sure there's going to be people out there that are going to want to kill us too. But why should we help you? Let me take a wild guess. You killed everyone. We have our steward, who's wonderful, by the way. Have you tried his potatoes? Breakfast, pancakes, fantastic. Soft beds. I have not. I'll be sure to get to that if I'm still alive. Look, you're going to need someone who can... Who already knows the ins and outs, right? Yes, we do. And you've actually, you know, you've already seen, you've already seen what being on the, how, how, how can I phrase this without drudging up the past? You've already seen what it's like to be on the opposite end of my expertise. Now imagine me working for you, with you, together, partners. You know, Gratic, actually, your name came up in conversation yesterday. We were talking about who would be someone, uh, you know, resourceful and cunning and, you know, intelligent and and uh, crafty that would, would help us navigate the, uh, the shark-filled waters of the politics and economy of Brightport. And, you're you know, your name came up in conversation. It, it really did. I won't lie to you. But then it was promptly shot down by every one of my comrades due to the fact that you're a un- untrustworthy, shady, double-crossing scumbag. But, I don't know, I... You do have your merits. Sell me some more, Gratic. What else can you do for us? Firstly, your partners sound like narrow-minded thinkers. I know. His partners Um, are standing right here. I'll cough a little, not so subtly, and look at (laughs) It's no offense. It takes a gnome's mind to navigate the waters of Brightport, really. It's it's nothing nothing, nothing particular about you two as people. Rikas is showing a different anger side, and I'll just look at... Uh, Gratic and just say, answer his questions, and I won't toss you out the window. Look, here's the bottom line. I need protection. You need guidance. It's an equal trade. 50-50. Hmm. We also need food for the dragon. And I think Rikus here would probably like to feed it <laughs> you. But I agree with you in the sense that we do need some guidance. And... Describe um, the protection angle a little bit. What exactly do you need? Firstly, after you mention the dragon, he's going to kind of mumble himself, you would leave the dragon alive. Okay, look. As long as I'm affiliated with a house, no one can touch me. I'm, I'm, I'm... Well, I mean, like, not in the open. I mean, if I wander down the wrong dark alley, of course, I'm dead. But no one can touch me out in the open, at least. Right now, everyone can touch me. And they will. It didn't take long for it to circulate that I am no longer affiliated with a house. As you said, I deal with shady people. I myself am pretty much a legitimate businessman, but I do deal with the less than admirable of Brightport. You give me the protection I need by just affiliating me with the house. Give me a meaningless title. I don't care. But... I would advise you to take some of my guidance seriously. I have been affiliated with the house now for a while. I do know some of these people, and I could help you out. 
You know, I agree. It's going to be a tough sell to my compatriots here. But, Rikus, Trixie, what do you think? Should we give Gratic a job interview that lasts only until the end of our first meeting with the other houses? We need all the information we can get above the law and below it and from all angles. He knows a lot about the houses. And he knows that we can very simply feed him to the dragon or throw him to his enemies that lay on the outside of these gates. We have 10 days to for him to prove his worth to the house. And if he does, we can assign him a title like grave digger, toilet plunger, uh, you know, filing clerk, something along those lines. But if Gratic proves his worth up to the meetings, it may help us get past or at least live past these first few weeks. Do you really do you think? think it's going to be a selling point that we picked up someone that another house got rid of? You know they're going to catch wind that we're interviewing him, so to speak. I mean, that's not going to play in our favor. And this guy's had us thrown, in, you know, into slavery. He's he gave us dynamite that we had to use to try to save ourselves. But he's not like he came and rescued us later. I'm willing to consider that he has intelligence to offer, but this is ridiculous. Why would we even let him in the house at this point? All right. So, how would you like to handle it? Would you like to throw him out on his own, or or shall we at least? lock him up and see if he can tell us some intelligent morsels that uh, earn him maybe his freedom. I, I think he's too valuable of an asset for us to let us go. I mean, coming I'm from a gnome... I'm not saying to throw him outside. I'm saying he is not to have free reign of the house. If he, oh, if no, he wants never... protection, that means he can sit in our dungeon and he can help us when we need him, if that's the case. But I'm not going to let him walk around this house. Um, Rikus, what do you think? Rikus will look over at Galford. Not even... Not even going to... Uh, basically treating Gratic like he's invisible. And I'll look Galford straight in the eyes uh, and say, I don't want him here. He put us into a position that none of us enjoyed. He he mishandled us and he went behind our back. And if we really want to change the way this house was run, putting him into a position where he had say... And, and even just putting him under our protection, uh, just it goes against what I, I feel this house is about. So let me put it down just frank for you. You can do whatever you want. That's fine. But if he screws up, I'm not giving him one strike. I'm not giving him two. I'm not giving him three. If he screws up even the tiniest bit, we're going to have a problem. And it's not going to be something that we just mouth off to each other we're we're gonna have a problem and and it's not gonna end in a good way for either of us and i'll kind of walk out of the room well Gratic, you heard my friend it sounds sounds like you're in but unfortunately until we can establish your worth to the house that you may have to spend some time in the dungeon so i'll turn to trixie and say you know i assure you he's gonna remain locked up We'll try and get as much information as we can. Um, what the hell's our steward's name again? David. David. From David when he returns. And, you know, we'll see if Gratic can prove his worth. But I assure you, he'll remain in the dungeon for now. Uh, Gratic's going to say, you're not locking me up. You then wanted you're protection, didn't you? I don't see how being in a small room with bars is, is anything more than a shooting gallery. How are you even protecting this? Who the hell works for you at this point? 
Does it matter? We killed everyone else. It doesn't look like you've got a lot of options. Basically, we feed you to the dragon, we let you leave and fend for yourself, or you spend some time in the dungeon until we decide what would be best. Maybe we'll do some arena fighting, uh, you know, out in the graveyard. Um, he's going to kind of smile after after a few minutes and, and think about it, and uh, he's going to grab uh, uh, some bacon off a plate and just start noshing on it, like just like he's like he's thinking over the offer, but almost kind of settling back into his old gratic routine, like he's not like he's not worried about anything you just said. Can I smack the bacon out of his hand? You can. Okay, that's not his. <laughs> he was offered some. Not by me. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Firstly, that's rude. <laughs> Secondly, I kind of had a feeling you guys would overplay your hand. Um, need I remind you that the people who would be after me would take great pleasure in harming people I'm associated with? Now, does that remind you of anybody that you may have met recently? That reminds me of the ashes that were in the basement. Hmm... In that case, we should just leave him outside. I'm cool with it. Outside he goes. I don't want him in the fine. house either. Fine, fine, I'll leave. I guess I'll just tell Tessia that uh, our days are numbered at this point. We might as well just wrap up any affairs that we have and uh, just get ready for our eminent demise. I'll see you folks later. Uh, and he's going to stand up and start uh, start just boldly walking towards the front door. Um, Digon's going to come out of the corner. He's been standing there, sort of listening to things. Um, and he's going to suggest, uh, why don't we make him earn it? Earn our protection, earn his stay in this whole, in this house. That was kind of what I thought. I mean, I, you know, Gratic is, he is a valuable asset in Brightport, whether you agree with his scruples or his methods. And, uh... From yeah, what I've the- heard, he's, uh... He's a pretty shady guy. Maybe not your best friend, but it sounds like he can find find things, find information. Why don't we send him out uh, to look for Tala? Yeah, that's an excellent idea. If he could find out what happened to her body, that might at least earn him room and board for a night or so. It's a start. What do you think? He Tracy? needs to bring back proof. Oh, Just of course. Say he found something, and even then, he's got to work way harder to get into the house. Absolutely. And I don't think you any... You can spend the night in the dungeon at first. I don't think any decisions should be made until uh, until Valus and Baranath are back. You keep going to this this dungeon thing. I, I, I feel like it would be just too tempting for you people if I were locked up to maybe let something happen to me. It just... We're not like you, Gretik. Really? And he, he's looking around... The- like, <laughs> we let you in, despite the fact that you made us slaves and made us fight for our lives more than once. Well, Trixie, you know, remember, he, he offered us money to do a job uh, uh, quietly, and we completely failed at that. Yes, we were sold into slavery. Uh, I mean, they, they chose to keep us alive, and yeah, look and at what Fairmac has done. And he didn't let us out. That's true, but why, I mean, why would he have even had a, you know, had a, what was in it for him? I mean... Gratic is who he is, and his allegiances are to the house, and you know, essentially he had to save his own skin. If we had completed our job as as ordered, and he betrayed us then, 
we maybe would have had a, a little bit more to be uh, angry about, but I don't know. I, I I think at this point, Granite could be an asset, but like I say, he's got to earn his earn his keep. He needs to. We need a job interview from him before we'll uh, before he proves his worth. He okay. needs to find Tala first, and then we'll discuss it. We can't do anything without Baranith here anyways. Baranith doesn't run this house. No, but, but she has say. She's just as much a part of our group as anyone else. Oh, just because the elf can sing to the dragon doesn't mean we should put so much weight in what she says. And um, just as far as we know, she... Shit, we're supposed to be okay with that? Well, as far as we house. know, she may not even return from her road trip with the tiefling. And we'll cross that bridge when, it, when we get there. But for now, he has time to go find Tala. And when he comes back with proof of where she is or what happened to her, then we'll discuss it further. And that should be more than enough time for Baranith to get back. Did you know that Baranith and the tiefling are making their road trip to White Hedge to look after the affairs of our new house? But also they're going to be delaying their return by visiting the family of Katie and Syl, who died in the arena, uh, you know, for some sort of... I don't know, sentimental reunion. You knew it, she had a bleeding heart, and there's nothing we can do about that. Uh, Her bleeding heart has saved us more than once. It also killed Tala, but that's another discussion altogether. Uh, well, you know... Wait, wait, wait. Um, firstly, which one of you is Tala? The, uh, the razor claw, the one that smacks people around. Oh, baby talk. Yeah, 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 I remember her. <laughs> She's a real scream. <laughs> I, I'm I'm confused. She's dead, but walked away. What 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 is this? <laughs> she kind of turned into a zombie, and we kind of had to kill her. And then she wasn't there when we got back. So we need you to figure out what happened. You have anything more than that to go on, or just that? she may or may not eat you. I don't know. We don't know what happened to her. There's some blood streaks on the stairs. You can look at. Fine. And I find your dead missing friend, and I'm in. No, and it's we'll a discuss start. where we go from there. Okay, at the very least, can Tessia stay here the night just to make sure nothing happens to my business partner? Tessia's more than welcome. We don't have a problem Fine. with her. Who's Tessia? That's Valis's mother. <laughs> it's his mommy. <laughs> <laughs> She's lovely. I'm sure she can <laughs> help around the house. It's okay with me. In the meantime, what's to keep me from getting stabbed while uh, while I'm out and about? We haven't stabbed you yet. No, no, you, you, you're not really what I'm worried about, sweetie. Um, could you at least put the word out on the street that uh, I'm affiliated some way, something? Give me something. But we're not well, you protecting know, you yet. Well, I mean, one of our doormen, I'm sure, could escort him for the <laughs> evening. I mean, they are bar patrons that... We're barely paying as it is. Oh, you are fucking killing me. I'm, I'm okay with that. All right, fine. It's I'll, I'll, fine. Gi- I'll give them some some um, uh, ledger that still has the Dark Spain, uh, you know, letterhead on it, and uh, they can carry that. That Gratic is under the protection of the house, and uh, you can take one of our. <laughs> one of our guards, if they're sober enough to stand, along with you for protection. I'm sure they have a weapon of some sort. He's just glaring at you, just 
I really hope you're enjoying this. I think we are. You know, I I hate to see a fellow gnome in, in a precarious predicament, so let's establish our business relationship. You know, quid pro quo, you do something for us and we can wipe the slate clean eventually. But I think like uh, my Aladrin friend said, it's an excellent start. Uh, he's just kind of going to... And he's going to uh, he's going to start back towards the door. I'm actually going to pour him a, a little flagon of our uh, ale or wine, whatever we have on the table at the moment, and just just offer to him as he's walking out. Uh, and he's going to kind of hesitate for a second, just like you're you're really being a dick about this, you know that. But okay, fine, I love the drink. Give me. Um, and he's just, <laughs> uh, he's going to take it from you. Um, he is also going to. Uh, scurry back to the kitchen very quickly and and grab some more bacon and uh, start kind of scampering off towards the door. I still want to uh, smack him again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna, uh, whenever and, he leaves, I'm going to follow him to the edge of the property. Yeah, and he's uh, he's he's just kind of scurrying down the... Uh, and, and the entire time, he's just like looking left and right, looking left and right. Uh, and he's going to make his way back to the filigreed phone. I'd like to come up with some sort of gnome hand signal so him and I can communicate without the others not knowing what we're saying. <laughs> There's got to be some type of gnome language that's like, you sure. know, other ears can't can't hear. A little gnomelish? Yeah. yeah. We could do that. We could totally do that. Gnomelish. <laughs> um, how's about we catch up with Baranath and Vallis? And uh, so they've been on the road now for hours and hours, and uh, they've made pretty good time. They're not uh, they're they're still a ways away from Whitehedge, but uh, they're they, they've been on the road now for a while. Um, uh, it's it, it's been largely silent. Like uh, Vallis hasn't really said a word. Um, it's just kind of been a pleasant uh, ride. Like nothing. The weather's decent. The I mean nothing. Nothing's gone wrong yet. You you haven't been attacked. Like that's that's almost kind of rare, actually, leaving Brightport. So that's um, that may be some of your work taking care of those uh, taking care of the bandits and and things like that. The, the attacks have lessened a bit. Uh, Valis is going to speak up after what could have been hours of silence. You know, you didn't have to come with me. Yeah, yeah, I know. I didn't have to go with you. Um... Uh, I don't know. I just thought it was best that you not be alone. I appreciate it. It's just... This could be dangerous. I think I've demonstrated that I can hold my own. That's okay. That's that's fair enough. And then after after a few beats... Um, I mean, you did kill me. And he kind of lets a couple of beats go, and you can you can see this smile creep across his face. What are you smiling about? Nothing. Just I've never really been bested like that. I mean, you did knock me down a pit, but still, huh. he's still a little like awkward, kind of fumbly, like with his words. Like he's just kind of trying to find them. So, how did you end up in that place anyway? Well, let's just say I haven't made a lot of friends in Brightport. I was hired routinely by certain people to eliminate certain other people. 
Eventually, the captain of the guard there caught wind of it, and he and a few of his men imprisoned me one night. Hang on. Um, hired? Who was your employer? Um, he kind of looks down at whoever would pay me, to be honest. Mostly bar patrons. Sleazy dreg types. So you're telling me you're... You're a, a hired assassin. Assassin puts too much emphasis on I murder things. That's that's what I'm good at. Okay. I thought you understood that. No, no, I I I do. I do. I understand it. Um So, explain to me again, you were, you were detained by, by someone? Again, I, I have quite the reputation in Brightport. It didn't take long to build up one. I left the city for a while, and for a number of years I traveled west, but eventually had to return. I... I honestly don't like living in Brightport or associating with anyone in it, especially Graddock. But that's my mother's business partner, so I have done one or two things for him as well. Regrettably, of course, but nonetheless. Is that uh, a lucrative business? I mean, killing for money? I don't possess many skills, as you can imagine. I Pretty much killing is all I'm good at. I didn't have a lot of career opportunities. <laughs> um, does Tessia know? I'm sure she knows. I'm, I'm, I'm sure she's aware of what I do. It's protected her more than once especially after my brother left I had to step in and make sure no harm came to her oh it never occurred to me that you would have a brother I I don't anymore he's dead I see um so what what were your dealings with Graddock? What were you doing for him? Well, he... He's a useful business partner, as far as making the fawn lucrative, but he did bring unwanted attention from people. He constantly ripped people off or made promises he couldn't fulfill, and then... When the time came for retribution, I had to stand between him and whoever was the offended party. I, I understand. Um, I'm, I'm just going to get quiet for, for a short while. Um, I, I really don't know what else I can say to that. <laughs> Um, you guys 
are approaching the uh, the wagon that was attacked, and there is someone standing next to it with a torch. Um, uh, real nervous-looking fellow. Um, this, so this is your 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 standard standard-looking wagon, right? You know, covered and and just just it looks pretty nondescript. It doesn't look like anything that would be uh, traveling with very valuable goods or anything. Um, the one thing you notice about it right away is it is coated in blood. Oh my! Yeah, like this, like like a person exploded in it, like that kind of thing. <laughs> like it looks, yeah, this looks, this doesn't look like a bandit attack so much as like blood orgy or something. Like something happened horrible here. Um, uh, and the guy holding up the torch is is just kind of like like holding it up in the air, trying to, trying to squint his eyes and see who's approaching. Uh, and, uh, Vallis is going to, uh, halt the, 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 the cart, the wagon. And, uh, I'm taking a guess, but that looks like our wagon. <sighs> Your guess is as good as mine. Do you want me to talk to him? Would you? Uh, and he's going to uh, step down off the wagon, and it's kind of this big thump when he hits the ground. Just kind of like his when his boots hit the ground, it's just kind of like pump, pump. Just these these big ass boots. Uh, and so imagine this guy uh, is standing here next to this wagon, which has obviously been just torn to shreds. And anybody who was inside it was attacked, and he's he's standing there next to this thing and out of the darkness rides this giant demon essentially oh my <laughs> um uh and and he's he's going to approach this guy are you guarding this cart for any particular reason uh the the guy's kind of like you could see the torch like flickering as he's shaking like he's he's just this 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 guy's not a fighter uh, I was supposed to wait for someone from House Darkspain? That would be us. What can you tell us about the attack? Uh, nothing, really. I was just, just supposed to make sure no one came near the cart. I would really like to get out of here now, though. And, and Valus just kind of, like, motions his hand, like, okay, go. Get out of here. So this guy isn't even like he has no means of transportation. He is just going to streak back down the street in the opposite direction. He's um, just so going to run. He's just going to run like full force, like sprint, like gone running. Uh, and Vallis is uh, going to uh, walk towards the cart, uh, look around, and then motion for uh, Baranith to come closer to it. Okay. Um, can I roll perception? You sure can. I would advise it. All right. 17. Okay. Um, there is no horse tied to this, this cart anymore. Um, though that could have been taken back to town, or it doesn't look like there was anything violent done to the horse, necessarily. Um, inside, around, and even on top of this cart, there are bits of people scattered everywhere. Like, this is... like. Whatever happened here was fast and violent and, uh, yeah, damage was done. Um, not only is the shipment gone, but everyone who was in this cart, there's no corpses. The, 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 it's just bits of people. 
Oh. Like there's a finger, there's there's a bit of skin, there's there. I mean, lots of lots of blood, like just blood. Um, I'm gonna shudder and turn away and um, kind of breathe through the nausea. <laughs> uh, Valis does not turn away. <laughs> uh, Valis has just kind of got his head like in the cart, like moving stuff around, poking poking around. This does not look like bandits. I would have to agree with you on that. What what could tear people apart like this? Like, like wh- whose work is this? Any number of people could have done it if they were looking to send a message. But if Crowley's right and no one knew about this shipment, then there's no reason to do that. On the other hand, many animals could have done this, though... I don't see any distinct tracks. Unless you'd like to give a look. Tracking's not really my specialty. Um, I guess I could roll nature. Yep. Would that help? Okay. That sure would. Um, 17. Okay. Um, judging by, there, there's, there's claw marks, there's, there's, there's things all over this cart. And, uh, you do pick up a set of tracks. Um, several distinct sets of tracks, actually. And this looks to be the work of Knowles to you. Oh, boy. Um. Oh, shit. I don't think what I've... What is it? Uh, this... These are Knoll tracks. Um, mm. there are... There are several sets of them. That could be trouble. If we got the jump on one or two of them, they wouldn't pose much problem. But if they got the jump on us, and there are several, as you say there are, that could be a problem. <sighs> um, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't, I don't want to put us in any danger, but, I mean, we're here to find out what happened to that shipment. Um, we could at least find out where they drug it. If we need to, we can get reinforcements if you're not comfortable. Okay. Um, I'm comfortable with that. Let's just keep, um, let's just keep undercover. So, uh, the sets, the, the sets of tracks kind of leads into, uh, like a wooded area type of place. Like, um, the area around Whitehedge is actually like a lot of uh, wide open spaces, kind of rolling hills, that type of thing. But there are little wooded areas here and there. Um, and that definitely leads into like a, a like a thicket type of place. Um, so while, let's say, Baranith and Vallis are uh, investigating that, let's, uh, let's jump back to House Darkspane here. Um, so hours pass. It's now late in the evening. So... Um, uh, David's gonna David's gonna find you guys. Um, where would everyone be? Um, I am up in the room I slept in. Okay, wherever that is. I'm still. I'm, yeah. I'm back reading like, you know, creepy arcane magic books in Theramax quarters. Okay. Can I learn so, anything from these? Like, I mean, I'm gonna study these pretty crazily without like selling my soul to any other uh, deities. 
Oh, dude, the longer you study his journals and all that stuff, the more stuff you're going to pick out. Like, okay. Um, like, it just, like... But, I mean, can I I'm learn trying... any powers or anything or any spells? Or is there anything that I'm actually going to benefit out of this level-wise, too? Like, um, It might be an XP bump, something like that, but not a straight-up, I can't just hand you a power type of thing. But... I wanted to turn into, like, a big, you know, blood mage and kill everybody. No, just joking. <laughs> I, I, we can make that happen, but that's going to be... That yeah, that's that involves some stuff. That's that is some soul selling. Like no, 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 he's not going to be selling his soul, but he's definitely going to be reading all of the like, you know, the the like how to cast more spells for dummies books and stuff. Like, <laughs> um, so going through his journals and stuff, you there's something that keeps coming up. Um, something he keeps calling the binding, and it'll be um, it, it comes up repeatedly in his journals, and it'll be um. Like he's talking about uh, a process that, like, the further back you go, it's well, it's like, oh, the the binding's coming. I need to, I need to prepare my body and blah blah. So this is something that he was. The more you read about it, the more you, um, the, the the more you gather that that may have something to do with that 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 form he took downstairs when you fought him last. Yep. The the whole blood mage thing, that whole, yeah. So that um, that that is something that keeps coming up in these in these journals. Um, David is going to find you and and uh, kind of poke his head into each one of uh, your rooms here. Um, whenever you have a second, I have a progress report for everyone. Excellent. Let's reconvene to the dining room. Always to the dining room. <laughs> well, I mean, there's lots of like bacon and beer, so <laughs> yeah, they they have a steady stream of of, of fried fixings. I'm there anyways. There's like jalapeno poppers and shit. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's like a TGI Fridays down there. It's it's. What's the Canadian equivalent to TGI Fridays? I don't know. Applebee's? Mm, okay. No, that's not quite TGI Fridays. It's, it's kind of... <laughs> yeah. Didn't Applebee's go healthy? I, I don't go out. No, I think they still have all you can eat, like ribs and shit, I think. Oh, okay. That's not healthy. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he... Okay, so everyone's kind of convened in the dining room. Um... I have spoken to associates from each one of the houses. They are open to an unofficial meeting before the one that takes place in... And he's just kind of, like, thinking about it in about eight and a half days. If you would like to meet with them and speak about affairs, it would be completely off the record. Um, that is up to you, of course. It's at your discretion. The... The freelance carpenters are at work, as you can see, and he's kind of pointing around. The, the, the pictures are gone. Anything that could be taken off the walls is gone. So the place is looking a bit bare, but at the same time, it's looking less creepy. So that's that's a step up. Uh, on top of that, um, if there's anything you'd like me to do in the meantime, I understand this must be frustrating for you, just sitting around the empty house. Um... Do you know how long, like, a rough estimate of how long it would take before the house is up to a presentable level? If you give us two more days, I can have new paint and... Did you decide on a color scheme? Rikus doesn't know color schemes. (laughs) Rikus, I don't think we should be worried about renovating the house. We've got an opportunity to meet with the other houses. How long are we going to wait for the tiefling and the elf to get back here before we meet with them? I want to make sure that this house does not look anything and remind any of the people from the other houses of what it used to be. Then you're welcome to help the painters. In the meantime, we should deal with more pressing matters. Fine. 
David, does this house have some type of an armory? Uh, should we procure more weapons for ourselves? You know, in the meantime, before we have the manpower, we may have to do some defending ourselves if any type of a skirmish at our door breaks out. Uh, we feel fairly well equipped, but is there anything else in the walls of the house that uh, that would help us looking at our specific skill sets? Well, as you can imagine, most of the defenses of House Darkspain were magic. Um, pretty much anyone who was a member of the house had at least some magical attunement. That has changed now. Um, I, I have received word that within a week's time, we can we can have our new friends from Durn Hollow here. That's a long time to wait with with no real defense to the house, though. Thermak had some magical defenses up. I I, I mean, we sensed them, we saw them when we uh, invaded. I guess you should say. And uh, I haven't had a lot of success duplicating them, but is there anyone that could assist me in translating this so that we could at least put up some magical defenses around the house? I may know someone, yes, but it will cost us. I think that that's an expense that we could take. Do you agree, Rikus, Trixie? Mm-hmm. Gratic? Under the table? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sarite? I guess. I can get right on that. I should be able to have him here tomorrow. In the meantime, I'm going to suggest this, and it may sound insane. We could always contract Hammerhand. Would this what be they do for a living is protect, and their entire makeup is being honor-bound. If they get a contract, they carry out the contract, and there's no fear of a double cross. That would, however, involve inviting them into the house. That's a very interesting scenario. Is this something that we could propose after the initial meeting? I think we may be able to glean what their attitudes are towards us after this informal meeting. And if it looks like Hammerhand may be more... I don't know, accepting of our longer-term goals, which is maybe protecting the East, uh, dealing with the threat of on a call, if it exists, and talking about some of these revelations about uh, Thermax ambitions. If Hammerhands, the leaders of Hammerhands seem a little bit more welcome to our goals, would we be interested in contracting them then, or would we try to hire them underneath before even the meeting? At least we would they would be honor bound to defend us if the meeting went sour. <laughs> they would be fighting themselves, but we would have defenses. That's completely up to you. Um, the only thing I would suggest is that if you are trying to build the new house on this code of honor and open honesty that Hiring one of your potential rivals out from one another before you even have a chance to speak with the leaders may be a bit premature. Yeah, you're right. While it would be an interesting gambit, it's probably too great of a risk at this point. I think we should not wait for the elf and the tiefling to return. We should meet with them soon. Does anyone agree? Why are you so anxious to do everything while they're gone? Well, because as you can see, conversations with 
<laughs> with the elf seem to delay things. There's always some type of a side agenda or a personal stake in, in the things that she does. Well, I, I commend her compassion and her dedication to this group, even after all we've been through. We're in a little bit of a larger world now that affects a lot more people, the people of Brightport as well. So if we have an opportunity to meet with the other houses, we maybe should start things moving. I see your point. I don't like this idea. I still think we should wait for them. I mean, it's up to you what you're going to do, but I think it'd be a bad idea to not wait for them to come back. Rikus, what do you say? How long does it take to travel back from Dernhollow? It would take about a week round trip. A week round trip, and they only left yesterday. Um, they left earlier today. Oh, right, 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 right. I, yeah, okay. We we should just do what's best for the house at this point. Keep in mind, I I sent our fastest riders. I I'm doing everything possible to expedite this. Oh, they went to Whitehedge. Pardon my geography. Uh, I meant how long to travel back from Whitehedge, not your trip to Dernhollow. Well, that all depends on how quickly they can resolve any conflict there. I don't really know who attacked our wagon, but if it's something quick and quiet they can take care of, they could be back as soon as two, three days from now. Shall we give them a day? At least we may hear back something from Gratic. We have our sort of newfound democracy in the house. I don't want to be speaking for all of us. Would it be, okay, if we're going to let anyone in our house, would it be wrong of us to spend, give give them the two days, minimum, you know, maximum to get back, and in that time, make our house more presentable so we're not, you know, having anyone in a house that's not ready to be run or doesn't look like it's ready to be run? Well, we're not, so we're not meeting first... with them in the, like, we're not letting them in our house. The meeting is going to be at a neutral point, I would assume. Is that oh. right, Jason? Oh, that's up to you guys. Like that, you, the meeting could be wherever you like it to be. If you want it to be like an open house type of deal, you could do that. Ugh, no, <laughs> no way. <laughs> Fuck, no. <laughs> do we have any information on how strong their houses are? Like how how many they have in each house? Well, for Silverclaw, not really. The mock-up of their entire foundation is based on secrecy and lies and information, and you can gather. Hammerhand, on the other hand, is quite open about how many strong they are, and you're looking at hundreds, mm. many of which are in the field, performing duties, but there are still quite a few within the city. I, if we meet with them beforehand, I don't want to do it in the house. Uh, that's just my big thing, is uh, visually, this is what... Um, are, this is what represents us and if we're saying we're changing and while it may show that we have carpenters in here to change the wallpaper and stuff like that uh, it I just don't feel like it conveys enough image of uh, change to just say hey we're changing come look at our house that has nobody but a house full of cooks so if I support us meeting with them beforehand, but if we do, I feel like uh, while it may not be completely safer, uh, meeting at a neutral site might be the best bet. May I make a suggestion? Please do. If you're looking for... You said you were researching spells that would cloak, hide certain aspects of the house, correct? 
Yes, I've had a small amount of success, but nothing that could grant us the protection or illusion that we might need. While I can help with that, I can have the individual that can help with that tomorrow, I do have friends in Aubrey that specialize in talents, like putting up barriers, and they have expertise in healing in case someone would need it within the house. So you're saying that in the meantime, we uh, contract some more folks to just give us a little bit more protection magically? It would be another ride. It would take time. But again, if you're thinking the long haul, big picture, it would be very helpful. Dagon, what do you think? I'm thinking we meet on neutral ground. I'm sure you could use your uh, bluffing skills to at least have them think that we have our house defended. And we do legitimately have the dragon. Well, the elf seems to be the one that can manipulate it. At the very least, <laughs> it, could, it may be able to defend us if we had to retreat into our home. Um, but I, I, I do prefer the idea of neutral ground. I think the inside of this house maybe displays more weakness right now than we want to. So what I'm hearing is you want to meet these people on neutral ground, and you want to... Um... You want to do that kind of as soon as possible? I think so, yeah. Uh, so let's catch up with uh, Baranith and Vallis, actually. All right. So y- y- you guys are kind of following these these tracks, like Baranith's tracking and, and Vallis is just kind of clutching a sword, like, behind her. Okay. How would you like to do... Now, are you guys are just kind of sneaking through the, uh, through the woods here, looking, you know, just following these tracks, looking for where... You know, we're just where these knolls are. Just following tracks and maybe just trying to sneak a look at who we're dealing with. So the this 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 kind of opens up into a clearing. Um, I want you to roll a stealth check. Oh my. Um, okay, stealth is plus five, so twenty three. 23. Gorgeous. Actually, shit, Valis has got to make a stealth check, too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a six. Oh, okay. it's about as subtle as an elephant. <laughs> okay. That makes much more sense, though. I was reading the wrong... Okay. <sighs> okay, so you guys are kind of... Well, one of you is being very stealthy, and one of you is not. Uh, and uh, let me load up the map, actually. Um, you guys are entering in from this side here. Uh, and, uh, you're, you're getting the sense, like you're, you're looking around and there's, there's many more tracks on the ground. So you're, you're getting the sense that you're coming up on where they congregate. And, uh, as you're sneaking through, Valis kind of steps on a branch and it kind of like, it's a big, thick branch. It snaps loudly underneath him. And he just kind of gives us look like, like just just kind of like really just kind of like cursing himself under his breath and um you both pause and wait and you don't hear anything but uh but like crickets and like uh the distant call of like something off in the off in the background like maybe a wolf or something like like off in 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 the distance somewhere so if you would like to proceed make another stealth check okay um 18 Okay, 
And he's going to do the same. Nine. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to, like, look back at him and give him a look like, really? Really? Just the way you read the number nine. And nine. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, he's going to, like, he's going to... So, as you're, you're sneaking and, like... You're being all elven, stealthy, quiet, nothing. And he's coming up and, like, he's going to kick a rock and it's going to hit a tree. And, like, something's going to fall out of the tree. And just, like, he's just, like, looking. And you give him the look and he's like, fucking sorry. Like, he's just, like, he's looking at you and, like, saying a lot with his eyes but not saying anything. He's just, fuck. Um, and now you're hearing movement. Oh, shit. Uh, you're hearing. And, and what it sounds like is... um. Imagine if there's a being that speaks almost entirely in growls. Oh. Uh, just kind of a white, like, just kind of a, like, just, like, growling and, and kind of a high-pitched, like, uh, like kind of a screech, like, almost, like. And it sounds like there's a pack of uh, something up ahead <laughs> talking to each other. It's like a pack of Justins. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Completely unreasonable, dangerous, just a pack of them. Um... Okay, so can I roll perception on the area that I Please see? Please do. Okay. Oh, I accidentally rolled on something else. Okay, 19. 19, okay. Um, your vision is a little better than Ballas's. Uh, and you look ahead and see a pack of these gnolls. Uh, all kind of congregating around uh, this uh, this pile of, like, loot that they have. Now, right now, you guys would be right about here-ish. Okay. Like, right in there. So you can just make them out. Like, you don't exactly see how many of them there are, but you, they're, I mean, you're, you're seeing that there's, there's a pack of them. Okay. Um, they all seem to be kind of distracted with whatever they're doing. Um, also around the camp. Um, so there's this, the, like, like they got a campfire set up. So they, they're, they're, they're intelligent enough to use tools and, and fire and things like that. So they're not just wild animals. They're half man, half like hyena. So picture again, the worst qualities of a man, like being able to, you know, uh, not reason, but use tools and fire and, and weapons. And then that pack animal mentality that they would just rip shit apart. And, uh, as a testament to that. What they did was, um, you see corpses, uh, a couple of corpses kind of lining the, these rocks right around th this area here. Uh. They are completely skinless. Oh. They have been flayed. Uh, and it looks as though they have, like, tanning racks where they have stretched the skin and they're, they're letting it dry. They're going to do something with it, but they needed skin. And... Uh, yeah, so um, pretty, pretty gruesome, like pretty awful. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, so you're reacting to this, and Valis is going to kind of lean over without making too much noise. What do you see? Um, oh, there's a pack of gnolls. Um, uh, do, do, Jason, do I see any of our loot, like any of our stuff? Um, well, I mean, you didn't know what it looked like, but there are there are some uh, ch like chests and sacks like scattered about the area. So either they've been doing this for a while, or that was the stuff in the wagon, or you know, either way, there's there's something scattered about the area. There's definitely valuables. Okay. Um. 
I I think this is them. I think I think these are our men. Um I'm I don't know how I feel about proceeding with this. Like they flayed two people. Um How many of them are there? Um I think I see six. We could take six. As long as we get the drop on them, that shouldn't be too much of a problem. Just stay close to me. And you're going to try to be quiet, right? I'm trying. It's (laughs) not really my strong suit. (sighs) Okay, let's go. So the object right now, you're just going to try and, like, sneak up right behind him and get get, get an attack off, right? Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... You got if this. you su- if you successfully sneak up on them, you're going to get a surprise round against these things. Okay. So go ahead and roll your final stealth roll here. All right. Fifteen. Mm, that's not fantastic, but is it, it enough? Will, it will be just enough. Okay. Like, it's, like that is the baseline of like because these things aren't uh, aren't paying too much attention to their surroundings right now. They're they're kind of they're yeah. So let's see what Valis gets. What's the going rate on elf skins? <laughs> <laughs> oh, honey. <laughs> okay, that's that's a five. Um, that's well below the baseline of what would be acceptable and stealthy. So what's going to happen here is that uh, there's like this this whole this whole field is kind of filled with like ragweed and stuff and uh Valis is going to let out this big awful sneeze <gasps> and then immediately just like j- again just like oh fucking sh- just oh just like he's just pissed so he's just got his sword at the ready and um what i want you to do alana is uh place your character like right here-ish like right there I'll pop Phallus on the field, and you guys are going to roll initiative. Ah, good grief. This could be a real quick fight. I don't know. (laughs) This could be... (laughs) If you have any attacks, attack their charisma, because if they're obviously smart enough to use tools, their intelligence will be high enough, but I imagine if they're grunting, their ability to really have charisma is going to be low. I'm just thinking, logistically, if you have any attacks, that would be the best thing. Strategy-wise, you have a few attacks that could actually make this go in your favor. I'm going to shut up now. I'm just thinking it's going to be awkward when you have to deliver, like, Valus's sword to Tessia when you get back. (laughs) Get a fucking twofer off. (laughs) Just delivering the souvenirs. I'm sorry, this is what's left. I gotta go. (sighs) Um, He he died valiantly. I also saved his skin, if you want (laughs) to... Uh, Baranath rolled a 23, Valus rolled a 22, and let's take a look at what the gnolls are working with. Wow. Okay, so um, two of them rolled higher than Baranath, so we're looking at uh, Noel Farfang, number one. Uh, let's see here. Noel Farfang. Okay, so uh, they're going to hear Valus sneeze, obviously. And they're all just kind of turns like, just kind of like, just deep guttural growls, like a like you just stumbled upon a pack of wolves, but kind of a higher pitch, like imagine like a hyena. Um. Uh, th- so these uh, these particular gnolls have 
like crude looking bows and arrows. Uh, and they are going to whip them out uh, and take a shot at Valis for sneezing. So that's d20 plus 15, 19 versus uh, AC. That's going to miss Valis. Uh, and it, it's going to like scamper this way real quick. Uh, then we're going to get to the second Farfang, and it's going to do the same thing. 20. That's going to hit Valis. Uh, let's see here. Uh, that is... Okay, that's uh, 2d10 plus 5. Jesus Christ, that's 21. Oh, shit. Uh, Okay, well, that's going to reduce Valis to 39 hit points. Uh, Baranith, your turn. Okay, um, minor action, shield of faith. Alrighty. Probably a really good idea. Yeah. Um... (laughs) And for my standard action, I'm going to use against um, number one here, my Break the Spirit. Okay. Uh, D20 plus nine, and it's a standard range 10, 12. <laughs> That's going to miss. God damn it. <laughs> God. We may have two character deaths today. This oh. is. Wow. Okay. Um. And that's that's all you're doing for. Um, that's all I've got left. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, shield of faith. Actually, let's mark these two with shield of faith. Um, that is a good thing. Plus two to AC. Yeah. Well, the rest of the party might not have to sit around too much before they get to make another action. If that makes you feel better. <laughs> <laughs> they won't be bored. Um. Oh, jeez. Uh, no claw fighter, number three. Uh, let's see here. What's he going to do? Uh, he is going to move forward. One, two, three, four. Uh, and he's going to make a claw attack against uh, Baranith. So D20 plus 11. 17 versus AC. Ah, uh, miss. All right. So does it for him. Valis takes a turn. Okay. Something needs to be done. <laughs> um, Valis is going to step in front of Baranith and uh, use his uh, Blade of Avernus against uh, against the Claw Fighter here. Uh, and that is uh, Crit Miss. Oh my Jesus Christ, Come on. Um, wow, this is gonna be this is gonna get bad. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, and use his second movement to get close to. So that's Clawfighter number one is going to use both his actions to get close to Baranith. Um, now there is there is a uh, there's a no that looks different from every one of them. Clearly, like the alpha male. Yeah. Uh, and he's kind of—he's got a rep in these parts. Uh, they call him Bloodfang. Just a big, tough, scrappy knoll. Uh, and he is going to spend both of his movements to get right up to Valus. Uh, and that'll bring up uh, Farfang three. 
Actually, right there. Uh, and he's going to make an attack against Valus. Uh, 23 will hit. Uh, 2d10 plus 5. Oh, shit. Uh, 20 damage to Valus. Oh, jeez. That will bring him down to 19 hit points. <sighs> oh, wait! 20... Yeah, 23 will hit. Sorry, shit. <laughs> I was trying to remember the bonus AC that just hits him, though. Um... Oh, wow. Clawfighter 2. He's going to use both of his movements to get rid of Devalis, and... Fuck, that brings us back to the beginning. <laughs> the order. Uh, let's see. Yeah, this isn't great. Gonna be honest. Um, let's see. He's going to move uh, forward the first Farfang. Good lord. Um, and he's going to use his hand axe. Um, the only good thing about that is that they aren't as proficient with the hand axe as they are with the bows, that they seem to have trained in one thing. The bad news is he just rolled a 26. Oh, man. Which will hit, uh, that'll hit Ballas. So, uh, good news is that's less damage than what would normally come out of, uh, that's 2d6 plus 5. 10 damage to Ballas, which brings him down to, uh... Jeez, nine. This is going bad, quick. Yes, yes it is. Oh. Um, hmm. Second fart. Uh, let's see here. He's going to position himself right behind the other claw fighter, and that'll be his turn, and Baranith. Um, okay, uh... Uh, shit, shit, shit. Okay, a Bastion of Health on Valis. Um, and that's a minor action. He can spend a healing surge and regain additional hit points equal to my Charisma modifier. And um, I think that's two. Okay, awesome. Okay. That's fantastic. Okay, and so that's 17 health for Valis. Okay. Um, so on... Um, Shit, uh, this guy, number one here, I'm yep. going to use uh, my Sunburst, which is D20 plus 12. It's Wisdom versus AC, 18. Uh, 18 will hit. Okay, so it is um, 1D8 plus 6, 13. Uh, 13 damage, awesome. And he's bloodied, right? He is not quite. Oh, not god quite. damn it. Not quite. <laughs> okay, um, can... Wait. Yeah, yeah, 13 damage, not quite blooded, sorry. Okay, can I shift? Uh, yes, you can. Okay. You absolutely can. All right. Oh, wow, that's too many numbers, sorry. <sighs> All right, so that does it for your turn. Uh, no claw fighter. Jeez, he is going to take a swing at... Okay, he's going to take a swing at Valus with his claw attack. Jesus Christ, that's a 27. Oh, man. That'll hit. Um, that's 21 damage. Jesus. Okay, Valus is down to five hit points. Fleeing is an option. Yeah, I think we're going to do that. <laughs> um, whose turn is it? 
Phallus' turn. Okay. What do I have in the... I, I, I think I may have to use some kind of daily or something here. Like, this is... unfucking believable <laughs> Um... All right. Hmm. Firstly, let's let's do reckless assault. Uh, when Valus is bloody, he can make two attacks, two at will attacks. So, let's do this. Um, let me attack uh, the. Wow, he is completely surrounded. Let me attack uh, the. Yeah, that's a higher. Okay, so let me attack with. Plate uh, of Avernus, that's an at will. Uh, against uh, Clawfighter 3, 30. Thank you. Uh, so that's going to hit, and then let's do that again. 27, that'll hit. So I get to roll damage two separate times. 2d10 plus 6. 15 and 19. Uh, Clawfighter's dead. Um, I haven't moved yet. Damn. Um... Let me shift back one and pop an action point and do that again. <laughs> uh, let me swing at the Clawfighter one that you've already hit. D20 plus 13. Once that'll hit and twice that'll hit and damage twice. He's dead. So another one's dead. Okay. Um, so I my attack didn't hit, but do we still get five temporary hit points? Uh, let me see. What is what, what power is that again? The sunburst. Is that what I hit him with? Sunburst. I think. I think so. Yeah. Um, hit effect. Now the effect just takes place either way, so we both gain five temporary hit points. Okay. So let's do that. Uh, five temp hit points, which I desperately, desperately need. You guys can talk. You know. We're not. That's cool. No. Don't die. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I I, this is way too intense. I... Go whoa, 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 whoa. Not all at once. No. <laughs> you told us we could talk. <laughs> and I'm watching die. funny cat videos. <laughs> uh, uh, so, Bloodfang's just going to let out this cackle, um, which is going to let every ally of his within five squares shift two squares. Motherfuck. So they're all just kind of like closing, like closing the gap around you. Us. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, fuck. Noel Farfang. Uh, he is going to move down and take a shot at Baranith uh, with his bow. Uh, 23 against Tracy. Oh, it's... Okay, shit. Uh, that is a bummer. Uh, 2d10 plus 5. Uh, 13 damage. See, he's low rolling against you. Out. 13 damage. So this, 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 like, I imagine their shit is just made of bones and, you know, fragments of rocks and things like that. But this thing definitely grazes your arm or something like that. That's enough to do some damage. Uh, claw fighter number 2. Uh, he is going to shift forward and take a swing at Baranith uh, using his claw attack. Uh, 21, AC. Uh, misses. Does it seriously? She has 10. Yeah. 
temp. My... Oh, temp AC. Yes, yeah. that's right. Yes. Um, so that's embarrassing for this Noel, and he's going to feel shame as a minor action. Uh, <laughs> Lord Farfang number one is going to take. Uh, he's going to attack you too, uh, Baranath specifically. Uh, with his bow and arrow, thirty-three. That's gonna hit. Yeah. Uh, nineteen damage. <laughs> and Thoral runs out of the bushes and saves them, <laughs> <laughs> revealing his lifelong love for Balas. <laughs> uh, let's see. Farfang's going. Farfang two is going to run up to Valis and take out his hand axe. And God, please miss. That's not a miss. Ouch. Uh, yeah, that's not great. Three damage. Three damage. That reduces Valis to five hit points. No, seven hit points. Oh man. All right. Baranus' turn. Valis still has an action point. Okay, um... Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. What? Okay, as a minor action, uh, uh, or as an interrupt, uh, he's going to use Infernal Wrath, and Valus is going to hit that, uh, the one that just hit him, uh, with 1d6 plus 7 damage. Not, not great, but something. 10 damage to that thing. Okay. Uh, that will bloody it. So, go ahead, sorry. Um... Minor action, I'm going to use my healing word on Valis. Um, and it's uh, 2d6 additional hit points. Three. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Isn't that like plus your charisma or something, too? I'm hoping. Mm, no. No, I don't think it is. Oh. Damn. <laughs> okay, well, okay, well, not looking to gift horse in the mouth. Three hit points for Valis. All right. Um, he's he's back up to ten. <laughs> um, I am going to grab his arm and look at him terrified and scream, run. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to run back. I'm going to get the hell out of there. Um, can I, like, grab him so he comes with me? <laughs> <laughs> you can that's more of a strength thing I mean you can make a athletics check <laughs> what is the check for that I want to like well I mean you could just use your attack to like grab him if you wanted to like to try and restrain him and like th- but I mean like yeah that's I mean you're not going to move anywhere with him like that's not going to happen but what's my I mean, you telling what's my capacity how much can I carry how much does he weigh not a Valis. I'm, I'm going to guess <laughs> you're a frail elf form and you're going to carry a Valis. I'm not that um, frail. Valis is its own measurement of weight. That's Yes, it's exactly it's like, one Valis in measure. Um, okay, my carrying capacity is 550 pounds. <laughs> I don't think that's true. I, I'm doubting it. Um, you telling him to run, though, I mean, like, he got the message that you're going to back off. Uh, okay. Is he going to come so, with me? Well, okay. Here's the thing. Like, he's surrounded. Like, he can't exactly turn around and run. Yeah, he can. He's next in initiative. <laughs> That's the thing, though. He'll take two opportunity attacks. He's literally turning his back on these guys who are right there. Excuse me. And just walk over. <laughs> like, That's not going to happen. Like, that's not. Plus, 
He's looking at this as you're directly under fire if he turns his back and runs. If he's going to stand there and and absorb that, like every second they're beating up on him, they're not beating up on you. I don't want the beating up on either of us. <laughs> oh shit! Like you know enough about him to know he's probably not just going to turn and run. He's not the brightest when it comes to odds necessarily. Like he he doesn't see. It's like ah, oh, we got this. Like it's it's like this looks bad, but we're totally going to get this. That you're in the middle of a fucking field in the middle of like this this like forest clearing. Like where are you going to go? Like you're running through in the dark. They obviously know the layout better than you. I've got low light vision. We could go anywhere but here. Well he does too. So yeah. I mean like yeah, it's not like you're gonna it's not a Friday the thirteenth movie where you're gonna trip over some branches or something, but well Valis might, the way he fucking clomps around. <laughs> um Oh gosh. <sighs> Um, Brian just asked about the Horn of Summoning. That only works for party members. Fuck and it's that only like idea. A... Well, no, hey, grasping at straws, I get it. Like, I like you also have an action point. Should have taken that horse from Trixie, or maybe the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's. Oh gosh. <sighs> that's totally. I mean, like you got you got tricks, like you got stuff, and I mean, like you can attack, and then you got a you got a action point and then if you want you can <laughs> run <laughs> it's totally up to you if you had the bomb at least you guys could like you know set the explosive and then clutch it romantically as it blows you both up <laughs> like Vasquez and aliens <laughs> god damn it okay um oh, what the fuck okay um against uh this asshole here, Nolclaw, fighter number two. I'm going to use my um, singing strike. It is a d20 plus 12. Um, A 31. Totally hits. Darn fucking right it does. (laughs) Um, My damage is 1d8 plus 6. 13. 13 damage. That isn't quite enough to bloody him. Um. I'm. Oh, God damn it. Uh, if you want, you can pop an action point. Completely up to you. Yeah, I'm going to pop an action point. I'm going to hit him again. Um. With singing strike. Um. 31 again. Totally hits. Okay, and that's D8 plus 6, 11. Uh, 11 damage. That will, that, that'll get him down there. Like, he's, uh, he's really hurt. Okay, um, I've already used a minor, so I think I'm done. All right. <clears throat> uh, Valis's turn. I, I still have, I, th- I used both my action points, didn't I? Did I? I used one. Let me see. Nope, I got one. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm debating on this. I could polish these two off right now. Do it, do it, do it, do it. (laughs) I'm still very much bloodied, so I still get Reckless Assault. Okay, Reckless Assault. I'm going to use uh, two melee attacks, uh, two at-will attacks here. uh, I'm going to attack two, uh, the, the Farfang first, and then the Claw Fighter. 
And cross your fingers. 16 against the Farfang. So that is going to miss. Uh, let me swing on... Oh, wait, which one? Uh, the This one here. The Okay. Uh, um. Yeah. Uh, but I critted the other one. Excellent. Uh, which will definitely kill that one. Um, um, can I, so, uh, as in a reaction, um, immediate reaction of a close burst three, it's my death surge. Um, a creature within three squares of you drops to zero hit points. It targets each enemy in the burst. It's wisdom versus fortitude. Um, and it's a D20 plus nine. Uh, what's the burst, burst three? Wow. Yeah. yeah that'll, that'll hit 23. almost everything. Uh, okay, so start with let's see here, close range for the creature and the enemy. Okay, so um, start with <clears throat> uh, start with Farfang one twenty three that'll hit. Uh, then go to Bloodfang twelve that that'll miss. Damn. Uh, and then uh, Farfang two seventeen seventeen that'll miss. Damn it! So you hit one. So roll damage on that one. Okay, so that is. D plus six, 11. 11 damage. That is enough to bloody it. Um, the effect is uh, myself and each ally in the burst get a plus two power bonus to attack rolls until the end of my next turn and gave five temporary hit points. Love it. Am I showing favoritism towards you and Valis? I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> no! I actually no. love this right now. Let's say not. <laughs> Kind of getting the shit kicked out of them now. Yeah, we kind of are. Because the old temp hit, uh, temp hit kind of erases the other one. Valis is just back up to five temp hit points instead of like he had two left. So uh, he's up to thirteen. Okay. 15, um. All right. Uh, Valis has still got another. He's gonna uh, for his move. He's oh shit, that'll hurt her. Damn it. Uh, it's not going to work. Okay. Uh, Fisher's adjacent to the square he teleports from. Yep, that'll hurt. Uh, that'll hurt Baranith. He will not do that. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to use Blade of Avernus on uh, uh, Reckless Assault, Blade of Avernus on two here. Uh, 23 will hit. 17 will miss. So 2D. Let's see. 2D plus. F- 2D. 10 plus 5. No, no, no. Uh, 12. That will kill it. <sighs> so right now it's... Uh, Baranith stands at... Uh, 31 hit points. Phallus has 13. And you are in this clearing with three gnolls remaining, one of which is uh, Bloodfang. Bloodfang's turn. <sighs> He is going to charge at Valus. Uh, and uh, he is going to use his flail. He's got this um, this kind of Morningstar looking weapon, but it's on a chain. So it's just this big flail. So he's like swinging it around his head and he's going to try and bring it down on Valus's face. Uh, 24 versus AC, which will hit Valus. Uh, 2d10, 12 damage. That reduces Valus to one hit point. Oh, god damn it. 
one oh. <laughs> point for Phallus. <laughs> um, Noel Farfang is going to position himself behind Baranith, uh, but at a distance. Uh, and he is going to fire an arrow at her. 26. Oh, shit, yes. Uh, okay. That's 2d10 plus 5. 9 damage to Baranith. Oof, this is not looking too great. Uh, uh, the other Farfang is going to do the same thing, the only remaining one. Uh, uh, wow, that's a 30 to Baranith. Yeah. Um, 2d10 plus 5. 14. Jeez. Oh, um, so this arrow is going to... Uh, th- th- this arrow's heading right for Baranith. Valis is going to use bodyguard and just step in front and eat this fucking arrow. No, 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 no. Just eat it. Like, uh, just shift it in front of her and ate this thing. Uh, So that reduces... That's 14 damage to Valis. So Valis is down. Like, he takes this thing and goes down. Uh, uh, Baranith's turn. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um... Um, what do I do? What do I do? Shit. You have one remaining healing word. You have... Oof. Like, <laughs> you're running out of dailies, too. Uh, um... Um, okay. Um, minor action healing word on Valis. Um... Okay, roll 2d6. Okay. 11. Okay, Valis is going to... uh, He's prone, but he's going to wake up, uh, and he's going to have 11 hit points. Okay. Um... So that's something. Um, You still have... You still have plus 2 to your AC. Yeah. Um... Wow, that is that. This is kind of bleak. Oh, uh, and I there's... get plus two power bonus to my attack rolls because of my last. Um, yes, you do. My last turn. Okay, so I'm going to use my hallowed advance on um, on Bloodfang. Um, okay. Standard action melee. It's one creature. It's strength versus AC. Um, okay, so it's D20. Plus seven, plus two for my power bonus. Um, Twelve. No, okay, no, I'm going to pop Elven Accuracy. Um, And Elven Accuracy lets me roll it again with a plus two on it. Twenty-six. Very nice. Twenty-six will hit. Okay, um, so Hallowed Advance. Um, uh, The hit is uh, 2d8 plus one. Uh, which is 11. Um, one ally within five squares of me can teleport adjacent to him and make a melee basic attack against it as a free action. Um, in addition, they can also spend a healing surge. Oh, okay. So I'm guessing that, well, there's only one ally next to you. Yeah. So um, I don't really need to teleport him, but um, he can make a uh, melee basic um, and he can spend a healing surge. So let's say he teleports right behind Bloodfang. Okay. So that now you two are flanking Bloodfang. Okay. So he fucking, boom, lights go up, 
he's off you know he's off the ground on his feet and he's making an attack against Bloodfang. Uh, he's going to get plus two for flanking. Uh, let's see here. That's uh, d20 plus 15. If he misses this, then 32. Thank God. Um, 2d10 plus 5. Uh, that is 18 damage, and that will bloody blood thing. Okay. Uh, let's see here. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, that's going to wrap up uh, Baranit's turn. Um... Yes, okay, yes. <sighs> <laughs> um, you know what? Okay. Uh, he's not next to B anymore. Okay. Um, uh, he is going to use Fire Step. Uh, he is going to teleport, uh, teleport up to five squares. Uh, each creature adjacent to the square he teleports from or appears uh, appears and takes five uh, fire damage. Uh, ten if Valis is bloodied. So, okay. He is going to burst into flames and then vanish. As a result, uh, Bloodfang is going to take ten damage. Um, and then he is going to reappear... Uh, next to the this knoll over here, and he is going to use uh, reckless assault, plate of Avernus again, twice. Fifteen is going to miss. Twenty is going to hit, and <sighs> and that was just barely. Two uh, d ten plus five. Fifteen will kill it. <sighs> okay. The only ones left in the field now are Bloodfang and uh, the, the, this this Farfang here. So Bloodfang is going to take his turn, uh, and he is going to whip his flail around and use that on Baranith. <sighs> uh, Twenty-four against your AC. Yeah, it'll hit. That's two D ten, nine damage to Baranith. Hey. <sighs> Uh, that is going to wrap him up, and uh, Noel Farfang is going to also take a shot at Baranith with uh, his arrow here, um, with his bow, that is. Wouldn't make much sense to just throw an arrow at her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, D20 plus 15, crit miss! Yeah. Uh, he is going to charge forward as a result, uh, and that'll bring up Baranith's turn. Um, okay, so I will use my singing strike um, against the Null Farfang, and it is d20 plus 12. I'm going to add plus 2 because it was speedy that time. God damn it. Wow, that's a crit miss. Oh, um, I was going to say, what's the bonus if she actually she was using singing strike? Uh, it's a crit miss, so it misses anyway. <laughs> Never mind. Do I still get my effects? Uh, singing strike. If it, let's see here. I, I always forget this. He takes a minus uh, two penalty to attack rolls until the end of my next turn. Yes. Okay. Negative two to attack rolls. Yes, that does still go off. Okay. Um, Do you want to shift or anything? No. Can I use my as a free action? I want to use my hidden strike. Um. Uh. The. Uh. I. If I make a bluff check. Um. If it exceeds his passive insight. Um. 
They believe the attack came from somewhere else and I'm invisible until the start of my next turn. Sure. Okay. So my bluff is not high. My bluff is only a plus five, but I got to try. Um, 19. That is higher than his passive. Okay. That's- so um, they treat me as invisible until the end of my next turn. They or he? Um, what does my power say? It says all creatures observing me. Okay, well then, okay, to them you are a ghost, like you just vanished. Okay. Um, that's gonna bring up Valis' turn. This is bullshit, let's end it. Uh, Valis is, uh, sheathing a sword and whipping out the Kettenhund. Alright. Uh, just swinging this big fucking chained bear trap around. Um... D20 plus 13. Come on, come on, come on. Uh, he's going to roll against uh, Bloodfang. 17 versus Reflex. That will hit Bloodfang's Reflex. Oh, yes. Uh, 2d8 plus 10. 19. <laughs> uh, this bear trap is just going to clamp down on this thing's neck. Oh. Uh, and... Uh, Bloodfang's going to go limp as he drags the body towards him. <sighs> um, seeing this, uh, the last remaining Farfang uh, is going to shit his pants and start running away. You ha- you get an opportunity attack if you want. Oh, yeah. Well, can I do any attack or is it basic melee? I will. Yeah, it's basic. Um, okay, so my basic melee is d20 plus 7. 11. <laughs> Okay, so you're going to take a swing at him and miss, but he is just sprinting for the tree line. Like, he's done. Like, he's like he's he's retreating. Okay. It, that's done. And that will take us out of combat. And uh, Alana is going to go start drowning herself in whiskey. Oh, my God. <laughs> I thought we were going to... Ha- I honestly was like, do we need to, like, stop in the middle of this so Alana can catch her breath? Because I felt like she was about to die. Well, seriously, it sounded like you were losing your voice. Like, like, well, I kind of am, but um, (laughs) no, I seriously, I thought, I thought I was gonna lose him. I thought one of us was gonna go. That was uh, that was insanely tense. That was, yeah, I didn't think that would be that bad. That was a lot of bad dice rolls. (laughs) That was interesting. I'm, I'm gonna pick myself up and march over to Valis and like like just shove him in the chest and turn around and walk back towards the road. Uh, he's he's going to have this confused look on his face. Like, what the, what the fuck? I did. Um, and then after, after like a couple of beats, like he's just kind of in shock that you'd hit him after like, <laughs> after all that. Um, uh, and he's going to kind of start double stepping to catch up to you. I think we should probably catch up with what's going on in Brightport. So at this point, it's, 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 it's nighttime. It's, it's, yeah, pretty much things are shut down. Um, you do have your, your makeshift guards kind of standing watch at the doors and windows. So you got about 10 guys outside. Um, is there anything you guys want to do? Galford's actually going to quietly make his way to one of the exits and uh, just sort of slip out into the yard and, you know, 
walk over to a couple of the makeshift guards and uh, just say, gentlemen, you're doing a fine job. Um, if you happen to see another gnome come back, you know, kind of looks like me about my, well, maybe he's a little shorter than I am. Um, come and get me first. I, he's, he's taking care of something for me. And, you know, no need to alert the others. Just, uh, you know, maybe let me know somehow if, he's, if you see him come back. And I'll uh, slip them, you know, ten gold pieces between, you know, between the three or four of them, kind of thing, and just try and try and get across that this is on the down low, basically. Um, so should I diplomacy it, check that, or are they going to want a little bit more money? Um, that's up to you. Like you can try and charm them, like just kind of like if you want, like that's totally up to you. Okay. Well, so these guys are in your employ anyway. Like I mean, they're you know. Well, I'll just sort of say, you know, like, you know, appreciate your help and, eh, you know, it might be advantageous for you if you, you know, keep me informed of any other goings on around here. And that's an 11. So they're going to say, fuck you, gnome, and go. Have- <laughs> <laughs> um, these guys look a little derpy. Yeah. Uh, not, I mean, like the kind of guys that would be sitting around in a bar all day anyway to be hired in the first place that they don't really have many ambitions or they just kind of like sit around looking tough and it's like, oh, this guy needs it. So the, the, so the. The, the the guy's gonna look at you. You're gonna go through your spiel and everything. He's gonna look at you. Uh, what what's your name again? Uh, my name's Galford. If you, if you see another short guy, another gnome, come get me first. Uh, there's more of this. If you talk to me first, and I'll hand him another gold piece. Uh, and he kind of greedily like, yeah, give me that. Okay, Galfax, I'll make sure and let you know as soon as some gnome comes. And he's like, he's trailing off as he's saying it. Like he can't remember the entire thing. Like it's, it's very much, um, and the guy, st- <laughs> well, the guy, one of the guys standing next to him is like, yeah, I, I, I got it. I, that, it's fine. I'll remember. All right. Uh, keep up the good work. Uh, Derpley. <laughs> <laughs> Derpley Gamgee. Yeah. You're going to give you like a salute. <laughs> like, <laughs> Derpley is canon and Tim and I are going to talk about <laughs> I'm just saying. Durpley's cannon. Okay, Galfax. Um, uh, anybody else want to do anything in Brightport? I'm good. No. Okay. I think I'm good too. Take that as a no. So you guys are pretty much just bedding down for the night and and uh, just kind of retiring for the evening in your slightly less creepy rooms. Um, let's let's go back towards Whitehedge and and so Baranith kind of charged off. Yeah. Um, okay. um I'm I'm just I'm so furious right now. And and then I'm gonna stop because I realized that I wanted to go back and see what stuff they took from us. Um Phallus is gonna like catch up to you like uh, like after you start turning back. Um you're you're a little quicker than him. Uh and he's just kinda like kind of like put his hand up like you're it looks like you're gonna charge right past him like it's not even like you're not even gonna stop and pause um i'm not understanding why you're angry at me or what was that why why on what on earth are you doing getting in front of arrows for me i could have lost you tonight it, like, it was gonna hit you yeah, and it hit you. 
I why why are you doing this for me I'm just kind of kind of look down and, and shake my head I just I don't understand I I don't know why you would risk your life and own a call to find me and use such a rare item to bring me back we talked earlier the only thing I've ever been good at is killing the only kindness I had ever shown you up until that point was to not murder you Uh, I'm listening but I'm I'm rummaging through the like the camp of the of the gnolls just to look for look through their stuff to see what they took um and I'll take a breath and I'm going to stop and I'll look at Phallus and do you remember how you told me last night that I remind you of someone that's why you didn't hit me is because I remind you of someone uh, honestly you remind me of someone too that's that's why I tried to help you that's why I wanted to keep you in this world you remind me of someone who is really good to me and someone that I haven't seen for a lot of years if this person means that much to you then you would understand why I stepped in front of the arrow I'm expendable if I were to die at the end of the day it would be one less killer That's not that's not what a life means to me. You're not expendable to me. So so before I ended up in the prison in in on a call before I met my my unusual group of friends um I I was basically a prisoner of a of another respect. I I'd been sold to some lower level thug in some crime ring and made to do just the most awful awful work. But for for all it was it could have been a lot worse. Um had it not been for um another tiefling his name was Morgan. And when those thugs would come at me, if they ever tried to hurt me, he was he was the only one who would step in front of them and coerce them to stop. He was the only one who bothered to learn my name. And so when I was why so sorry. Um while you're telling him this, like he's just got like his fist clenched, just like listening to it. Um, while I was chained up overnight, he was the only one who would talk to me. Of all the people I was around, he, he was the only one with any kind of shred of humanity. You know, he was, he was the only one under the boss who didn't treat me like garbage. Like, like the slave that I was. And Uh, what happened to this Morgan? One night, he just didn't come back. 
one night he was just gone. I never, ever got a chance to thank him. And then before I knew it, well, here I am. So yeah, so you, you remind me of him. How did you escape? It was... It was very unusual. Um, a, a team of adventurers came in. They took out the whole camp. They didn't even find me. Um, it was some cosmic accident that I escaped. The people who enslaved you, did they all die? They're all dead. They're all gone. Um, yeah, the ringleader was known as Black Teeth, and you don't have to worry about him anymore. I'm, I'm going to say this. And know that I don't say this lightly. I care about you. And I'll do whatever it takes to make sure that no harm comes to you. If that involves stepping in front of a thousand arrows, that's what I'll do. I don't even know what to say. Uh, He's just going to kind of like uh, take a step forward and just kind of put his hands on your shoulders. And he's kind of waiting to see if, like, um, are you going to hit me? Like, is this, like, it just, like, he's just kind of, like, like, very, like, tentative about it. And then very, like, very stiffly, uh, he's going to lean in and uh, he's going to kind of put his arms around you and hug you. Okay. Um, And I'll hug him back. You could tell that like, that's not a very practiced motion for Val's. Like it's very stiff, kind of Frankenstein-ish, just like hug, like just very, like just <laughs> maybe a little rougher than he needs to be with it, but like you know, just yeah. Um, and I think that's probably a good time to wrap things up for the evening. I guess. I think so. We got screaming babies and sick people and. He's not screaming, he's eating his feet. Okay, well then, sorry about Dan. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> As Dan will do, he will Yes, Dan is eating his feet. feet. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you tell them that! <laughs> Was he you. just doing like om nom nom nom? Yes. Oh. Hi, Dan. I want to say hi. Hey, Dan. Your feet are delicious. (laughs) (laughs) 